Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cinema Soft Underbelly. I am your host, Eugene Weaver, and if you're listening, then you should know that this show is all about horror, science fiction, fantasy, gems in the rough, and that's what I'm here to bring you, I hope. So uh, today I'm going to catch up on some recently watched and uh, just chime in, I guess, a little bit on some um, some movies that uh, I think that you should see and that uh, are heading our way on Blu-ray. So uh, first up, I've talked about this movie on uh, my show before, but I wanted to hit on it just briefly again because I watched it again, and I watched it in a different uh Slightly altered version, um, and that is uh, William Malone's 1985 Creature, also known as Titan Find. Now, this is uh, one of the uh, – well, honestly, it's one of the biggest alien ripoffs ever made. I mean we're talking like uh, – it's even more so than Roger Corman's uh, – Forbidden World and uh, and uh, Galaxy of Terror. This is uh, insanely ripoff-ish, but in the absolute best way possible. Uh, an expedition to Titan uncovers an alien being that goes on a rampage. So there you go. That's the story. It does something that that Ridley Scott's Alien does not have, but this does. Is this has Klaus Kinski in it? So there's that. Um, and he is actually quite enjoyable to watch in this, as is everybody. This is a total low-budget creature feature from the 80s with uh, ooey-gooey practical effects that uh, that really are good for the low budget. Uh, in fact, uh, I did a little bit of research, and I found out that the special effects crew that worked on this movie uh, were, was the same effects crew uh, that worked on James Cameron's Alien, uh, Aliens a year later. Um, so anyway, uh, I thought that was kind of a cool thing. Um, a couple other things, uh, Klaus Kinski's character is named Hans Rudy Hoffner. This is a homage to the, uh, H.R. Geiger, uh, who created the alien and alien, uh, which is uh, basically that's the, the ripoff. Uh, this movie is a ripoff of alien. Um, and also, and I actually, I saw this on the, uh, the uh, trivia on IMDb, but I noticed this um, when I was watching the movie and the doors that open and close on the ship in this movie are the blaster effects from star Wars. And I noticed it when I was watching it this time, I'm like, you know, that sounds really familiar. So the reason I'm talking about this movie again, though, is for the longest time, this movie was pretty much in public domain or, I guess, quote unquote, it was. Uh, it had numerous VHS releases, numerous DVD releases, and then in 2013, uh, William Malone independently independently re-released the movie, um, fully uncut and in widescreen, like, and we're talking anamorphic widescreen, two uh, two point three five, I believe, and uh, it was it was only available for a very very short amount of time before it was taken off the market. I believe it was due to the original rights holders, uh, but, or it was going to be 
I don't I don't know if a legit studio was going to release it, but it it got pulled. So I missed out on it when it was originally released, and which really bummed me out because not only was it um, was it in widescreen, but it was uncut, which I was actually very curious. Um, what is the what am I missing here? Because I've seen this movie so many times. The first time I ever watched Titan Find Creature was way back when I was oh man, I was probably fourteen or fifteen years old at the most, and I was at my friend's house and. His mom let us get horror movies, so we would get stacks of uh, horror movies. Whatever the cover was that looked cool, we would get. Uh, that's when I, I watched The Last Slumber Party, which was awful. Um, and uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Evil Dead 2. Uh, the list is – the list goes on and on and on. Well, this was one of those movies. And I remember it vividly. Like we got cheap pizza and we sat down to watch Creature, and like that evening, the list of movies um, of all the ones that we watched, Creature was by far the best because it was everything that a teenage boy would want it to be. It's uh, science fiction, and it's a hard, R-rated, gory movie, uh, w- complete with uh, nudity as well thrown in there. And uh, yay, it was great. And all these years later, the only version that I've ever been able to watch was that same garbage uh, version that was released to VHS, uh, pan and scan, uh, and the movie is shrouded in darkness. So there is so much of the movie is just dark because they're on a dark planet, and the spaceship itself, like the interior of the ship, is like it has this blue hue to it. So it just everything is dark in the movie, uh, and even the end. Again, I've watched this so many, so many times. It's like I think there's a cool creature, but I can barely see it because the creature itself is this, you know, obviously H.R. Geiger knockoff. Uh, but it's it's like black in color or black gray, whatever, and with the big teeth. And I'm like, I can't see anything. So the new version, however, uh, which leads me to now, uh, I I randomly stumbled across this no name company. Uh, that released this along with uh, two other movies. Slipstream is one of them, and the other one is Incident at Raven's Gate or something like that. I don't. I, I watched the first 10, 15 minutes, and um, no thanks, I'm good. Uh, and Slipstream, I I forced myself to get through that thing. Uh, awful. And Mark Hamill and Bill Paxton, that should have been good. It wasn't. But the middle movie on this uh, Blu-ray release, and when I say Blu-ray, it's a burnt Blu-ray, was Creature. And I was very interested, is this going to be the true director's cut in widescreen? Well, first off, this is, I'm pretty sure this is a bootleg. Pretty sure. Because it is a copy, uh, like a burnt Blu-ray. And Slipstream was full screen, and it looked like it was sourced maybe from a DVD, maybe. Uh, but I did luck out actually with Creature, or also known as Titan Fine. Uh, this movie is the uncut version, and it is an anamorphic widescreen. So I imagine that it is just a copy of the version that William Malone released back four years ago now. It is a uh, DVD quality, not Blu-ray quality, but it's it's infinitely better than any version that I've I, uh, I've watched thus far. So that's a good thing. Um, I was, I don't want to say I was disappointed, but I was, I wasn't sure 
what was added into the movie. Uh, even though I've seen the movie so many times watching it, I couldn't tell really a whole lot of difference from this version and the version that I'm used to. There might have been a little bit more uh, character beats throughout the movie. Uh, but as far as like violence, I didn't notice a whole lot more. The, the fantastic uh, head explosion is still there. Um, and there are some other really, really gruesome bits in it. You know, one of which includes uh, Klaus Kinski, which is really good. Uh, but it's, I like that they really go for it in the movie, that it's really gory. And it's, it's just fun from start to finish. Uh, I can only imagine, I mean, we're getting there, we're getting closer, but I can only imagine what a truly proper, uh, remastering of this movie would look like. And I'm talking like a Scream Factory arrow, uh, type release of this movie. And I cannot imagine it's that difficult for, for one of these companies to get this movie. The movie, I believe was a $750,000 budget, which it's all there on the screen. I will say that for a low budget movie, it looks even in shoddy versions. Uh, and this is a slightly better version, but still not great. Uh, it's, it's pretty good looking. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, this version in remastered high def with a plethora of special features because I would love to hear um, behind-the-scenes stuff from William Bolton Malone, the director. He actually also directed Fear.com, which I did not like, and he directed House on Haunted Hill, the uh, Dark Castle remake from 1999 that was uh, fantastic. I love that movie. It still, for the most part, holds up. Although the CGI towards the end is now officially dodgy at best, still a very, very fun movie. I wish that William Malone would actually make more movies. Um, I quite like the movies that he has done. He, um, he also uh, – actually, his last directing gig was 2008's Parasomnia, which was a bit – I watched it. And it reminded me a bit of a Hellraiser-type knockoff, but – not as good. Uh, wasn't it? Just, it didn't quite work for me. That's just me. Um, but the, the guy's done a lot of TV stuff. And um, anyway, House on Haunted Hill was really good. And at some point, I'll probably give Fear.com another chance. Um, I'm not holding my breath for anything good. But uh, he also did The Fair Haired Child from uh, Masters of Horror in 2006, which is one of the best installments of that uh, of that show which there are some genuinely great episodes on Masters of Horror, and Fair-Haired Child is certainly one of them, one of the best, in my opinion. So check that one out. Uh, but anyway, um, I don't want to say run out, and you know, all you have to do is do a search for uh, um, Creature on Blu-ray or whatever, and it's probably going to come up. I bought it direct from the, uh, the company, but I believe it's on Amazon as well. Um, the Blu-ray, but, but just do know that uh, all three movies are not Blu-ray quality, although Creature definitely looks the best of the three uh, because it was sourced from a fairly recent DVD, but you're not supporting the director, I would imagine, through purchasing that version. So hopefully, hopefully, and I will, by the way, I will do this, when a studio does release a legit, legit remastered Blu-ray of this, and it's going to happen, I'm sure of it, I will be first in line to pre-order that thing, and uh, even if it's an import, I will definitely buy Creature again. Uh, I can't wait. So that takes care of Creature. Let's talk about some other stuff. Um, 
recently, uh, Arrow announced that they are going to be releasing Lucio Fulci's Don't Torture a Duckling. Thank God it's about time. Um, it's coming out on August the 15th, and um, rest assured that if Arrow's releasing it, one, it's going to look fantastic, and two, it's going to be more than likely chock full of special features, and three, it's not going to be cheap. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, will I own that? Yes, I will. I cannot wait for this movie. There's been uh, several times where I've almost imported the German version of this movie uh, for an exuberant amount of money. Even knowing that uh, the German release, I believe, has burnt in subs, uh, there is an English dubbed track on there, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure there is, but it it does have burnt in subs. Um, So I was like, you know what? I cannot justify that. So uh, anyway, skipping that. But Arrow did have uh, some really, really good announcements here recently. Uh, Another one is The Slayer. And the the cover art for this thing is so great. I watched The Slayer not long ago on a shoddy, no, a Vipco releasing from the UK. It's an old DVD. It looked awful. However, um, that doesn't mean that the movie itself was any better than the shoddy transfer. Uh, I remember watching it one time. Years and years and years ago, and thinking, what? That was awful. And then I rewatched it not long ago, and I'm like, yeah, it's still awful. And then I see that the Blu-ray is coming out from Arrow, and I see the cover. I'm like, that cover looks so great. And then I remember the movie with lots of walking around a house by the beach and uh, walking around a barn and a boyfriend that doesn't believe his girlfriend that she's seeing a creature or something like that. And it goes on and on and on. And I'm thinking I'll probably end up buying that, knowing me. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's Eugene, you see. Um, anyway, the cover is really cool. And I, you know what? Even if the movie isn't that good, I, I always love to see when these little little seen or little known movies find their way onto Blu-ray, especially when it's a company as prestigious as, say, Arrow, Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, I mean, Eve, we're even getting to, like, Code Red. I like that Code Red has certain movies that, that he is uh, releasing that literally, like, if he wouldn't release it, I don't know who would because they're so bizarre uh, niche titles that you'd think that would never, ever, ever see the light of day. Yet somehow they do. And Code Red, Code Red does it, and so does Scream Factory. But I've, I've talked about those companies time and time and time and time and time and time again. Um, it, but it is nice that they. They're going strong, especially Code Red. Of all of all of the uh, studios, it seems like Code Red has the most uh, Blu-rays upcoming. And you just have to keep watching uh, Blu-ray.com for when they're actually released because uh, they just all of a sudden pop up for sale one day. Uh, I am really looking forward to them releasing Dario Argento's opera. Uh, I, that's probably their – well, not their – his most – high-profile release thus far. He's also getting uh, The Sect, Dario Gento's The Sect. I did get the Shameless Blu-ray release of that, which is fantastic. Uh, great transfer, and the movie itself is 
so good. Uh, highly worth the import of that movie. Uh, and then there's a ton of other stuff that he's getting. I do like that uh, that Code Red is also putting out the uh, a couple of other Lucio Fulci movies, The Psychic and um, the Footloose slasher movie that I, I hated. But it's a, it's a Lucio Fulci movie and it's coming out on Blu-ray. So come on. Yay. Uh, surprisingly, though, uh, I will say one other thing about Code Red is so I guess they're he's releasing The Gates of Hell which is Lucio Fulci's uh, City of the Living Dead. Um, I thought that Blue Underground did a spectacular job with that release, uh, much better than Arrow's release, which that was back in the earlier days of of uh, the Blu-ray format. Arrow, Arrow released it, and their release was uh, lambasted. Everybody hated it, along with some of their other earlier uh, Blu-ray releases. I didn't think it was as bad as a lot of those people were saying, it's not great, and it certainly pales in comparison to the Blue Underground version. I am surprised that this is getting another release, especially from Code Red. Um, I, 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 I also thought that kind of everything that could be said about the movie has been said. There's, a, there's some great special features on both the Arrow release and the Blue Underground release, so I'm not sure if he's going to be able to you know, uh, to scrap together a bunch of new special features for it, or if the transfers are going to be that much better. Uh, I'm probably pretty, pretty stuck on my blue underrun release unless this one comes out and it's just amazing. Um, and of course me being a collector, all it takes is some snazzy cover art and I'll be like, ah, I should probably own that and have that in my collection. Oh boy. Okay. So anyway, that got me off on a tangent. Um, uh, moving on. So, I want to close out the show by talking about my favorite movie of all time. I just recently rewatched it. Um, while it is certainly not underbelly, it does fall under science fiction. And that is Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, my favorite movie of all time. And I know I go back and forth on The Shining being the best, and this also directed by Stanley Kubrick. Uh, but as far as a and I don't want to get too deep here. As far as a life-changing type movie, there are very, very few that genuinely affect me to where it is a part of my life and how I, you know, honestly, how I view cinema and the world. And 2001: A Space Odyssey is one of those movies. It it has everything that can take me out of the doldrums of everyday life and transport me into someplace else that I'm not even watching a movie. When I watch this movie, it's, um, it's like a moving living, breathing piece of art that still is to me ahead of its time. I actually still feel like this movie is ahead of its time in, uh, in the filmmaking style, the storyline and the effects for 1968, the effects are still to me, Groundbreaking. They're phenomenal. Um, I I don't know how he made the effects that great um, to where I truly feel like I'm on Mars. And now I truly feel like I am uh, on my way to the nether regions of, nether regions of Jupiter. Uh, it, it just works. And even the beginning with the dawn of man. Um, granted, I will say Blu-ray has 
made those apes look a little bit more like man in suit, but not by much. Not by much. This still feels as epic as it is. The uh, transition from bone flying up in the air to a, uh, I want to say it's a, maybe not a nuclear ship, but it's a, it's a, it's a vessel in space that is um, a war machine of some sort, uh, which of course ties in with the theme of the movie um, and the evolution of man, basically from ape uh, to man. And then man reaches his full potential with computers and computers are about to take over basically kind of sort of, but man has to get to the next level, which you have to see the movie how, and to know how that all comes about. But what a phenomenal movie it is. Um, um, yeah, the score, the, um, the, even uh, it, it feels so huge budget. Even now, uh, the movie is two and a half hours long. And I know that some might argue this, but I think that it moves perfectly. Um, the, I like the leisurely pace to it, but I'm never bored. Never, not one time am I ever bored in this movie. It just, everything about the movie is perfect. There's not one single flaw that I can find upon numerous viewings of this movie. And there are not many movies that I can say that, that I can't see, I can't think of one single thing that I could change in this movie. And that, obviously, my top, you know, four or five favorite movies are probably going to be like that. The Shining is another one that I can't think of one single frame of that movie that I would add to or take away from at all. And I've read the Stephen King book twice and the movie is, I think, uh, significantly better. I, the last time I read The Shining, I'm like, you know, I, it's good, but it's no Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Uh, so anyway, the same goes for 2001. And if I would go down my top um, my best of list. I do think that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is another one while being vastly, vastly different from Stanley Kubrick's movies uh, is another movie that I can't think of a single thing in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre that I would change. Everything about that movie is truly, uh, without a doubt, a nightmare caught on film. Uh, much like Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. I've said this before. Fulci's The Beyond, and I know I might sound weird saying this, but Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, I feel, also has that same nightmare-ish quality about it that it feels so... It's kind of disjointed, but the colors are so garish. It just feels like you're watching a bad dream. And I love when a movie can do that. And very few movies are able to do that, but uh, those do. And I'm, I'm at this point, I'm all over the place, and I don't care because I love movies. I love horror movies and science fiction movies. And um, but I'll tell you something about watching 2001 again. It just gets me all jazzed up for the future of cinema and where we're headed. Um, I know that right now, politically and with this country, we are kind of in a dark time. With the, the, our current administration, I'm really hoping that that um, because of the oppressive and um, uh, just unstable uh, unstable place where we are at with this administration, that uh, the artists out there really uh, come out with guns blazing with some awesome, awesome movies to counteract that awfulness right now and um here's looking forward to a future 
that is not filled with war, but filled with 2001-type stuff. That's what I want to see. That's why I watch movies. It's for a positive future. Um, yeah, now yeah, I've, I've gone from Titan Find all the way to where we should go as a species. So that that actually is a great place to stop today. Uh, but you can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com for any questions or comments or movies I should watch or all that good stuff. Uh, and always you can find me on uh, Facebook. And make sure to tune in to uh, Movie Freaks as well because we're, uh, we're really trying to be funny over there. So we hope you like us. But you can find us on uh, iTunes and all that other good stuff. That's it for my show. Hey, thanks again for listening. And until next time, bye-bye. 